When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Okay, so let's stay in the NFC North with a game that I definitely got wrong, but this morning was talking about how the it was like a biblical downpour. It was like some Noah's Ark type stuff. Were they doing that on purpose there with like the field and the way that they like drew the lines at Soldier Field? Like, are they just jaking this to try to get the new stadium? Like, are they intentionally trying to make it? No, as bad I mean, as it possibly can were, be. The lines were crooked, but then they got fixed before the game. But like Soldier Field always takes crap for their uh, sodding issues. But then now it's Bermuda grass for the first time ever. Dude, I drove down to do TV this morning. There were cars like Chrysler 300s, like real, like not little Priuses that got stuck in flash flooding, like submerged water. It the so like everyone's crapping on Soldier Field and. Nine times out of ten, it deserves it. Yeah, the city was underwater. We got pounded with rain in like a very short period of time. Um, I, I actually makes- think it gives Lanson out. I think that yeah, that Shanahan, you know, p- can write this off to just an unusual weather game, and that explains how poorly Lance played. He threw a bad interception late. He was under two hundred passing yards. Their offense really never got going. Samuel's numbers were decent, but don't blow you away. I know Mitchell got hurt. Uh, Fields outplayed him. I mean, simply put, especially in the second half. But I think that's how they get around the Garoppolo stuff, is that the weather was such a pain in the ass. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't extrapolate anything if I was the Niners. But what I will say is the vibes have carried over for the Bears from the preseason. Like, they love it. Like, there's – Ryan Poles, the new GM, is, like, sprinting onto the field after the game in a downpour yep. in a nice tailored Armani suit. Justin Fields giving Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles the game ball in the locker room after the game. The whole team doing the slip and slide. Like, like I told you uh, last week or on the NFC pod, they're they're not talented, but they're not going to be the worst team in the NFL. They just they have some buy-in to them. You know they 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 are they are going to get the new coach bump. And hell, they were a seven-point underdog today against the Niners, who have Super Bowl aspirations. And again, weird weather game. But I think it's much more likely that yeah. the Bears now win 
seven or eight games and are just like that prickly annoying team to play than it is that they win three or four games and are in uh, contention for a top five pick. So let's talk about a game that was terrible, frankly. (laughs) Okay. But (laughs) there's the introduction. But fascinating as hell at the end. Your fandom team, the New York football giants, Brian Dable, with over a minute left, goes for two. Everyone was saying he went for two and the win. No, no, no. It's go for two and the win if there's less than like 30 seconds, 20 seconds left, and it's just like a kickoff and a Hail Mary. There's over a minute left. Yep. Do you think New York is just now all in on Dable, even though that was no. an ugly game because of that decision? Well, I, I that's a ballsy I, decision, man, in your first I know. game. Well, and then and then Bullock missed the field goal, which in the end is really what decides the game for Tennessee. I know. I know. Uh, I, I think the reason why there's going to be, uh, you know, an, an overly optimistic uh, reaction to this game, even in New York, is because of how good Barkley played. He looked great. I, I think that that is that's what their season is going to hinge on. What can this guy do in his fifth year uh, after two injury plagued seasons where he hasn't looked like the player that was picked second overall and that they. Was awesome his rookie year. He averaged Danny rushing the ball. He averaged over nine yards a carry. I mean, that that's like a college statistic against an NFL team, which supposedly the Titans have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. They sacked Burrow nine times last year, and the Giants' offensive line stinks. And Barkley's out there running the ball almost ten yards a clip. That's ridiculous. You're going to finally write about Tennessee. Henry didn't look good today. He was under four yards per carry. They're not a good football team. No. I, I, they, they, honestly, they are a, more than anything, it's my biggest takeaway. They're not going to be good. They're going to win seven or eight games just like your Bears. Yeah, no, the the, the, the Titans are a fade. Like, they, they were a fade today. I had them in my picks pool. Um, they're less than a – I don't understand. I uh, just like to do a quick look ahead. They're in Buffalo on Monday Night Football. For the Bills' home opener coming off that showing against the Rams, and that number's less than 10. That is a huge mistake. <laughs> the, the, the Bills are going to win that game by 30 points. Like that, that, That's what that it is. feels like. Yeah, so I, I'm with you on, on Tennessee. I'm with you on Saquon. This stat blew my mind. This is the first time the Giants have had a winning record since 2016. Yeah. Since they lost the playoff game to the Packers at Lambeau. I know. That is an amazing statistic. And when they were losing in the first half, I was thinking, my God, New York Sports Radio tomorrow. They're with the Jets. They're just going to probably talk like the Yankees or something because it's just the same old, same old. Just completely irrelevant uh, losing football teams. Uh, The tie game, we still have ties in the NFL. This was a strange one, Danny, because – the Colts were the biggest favorite on the card today. They were getting blown out. And then like a light switch went on for the Colts in the fourth quarter. They finished with over 500 total yards and they couldn't beat on paper probably the worst team in the entire NFL today. Uh, I know that there are some teams that are considered to be really good that lost outright, either on Thursday with the Rams or – um. You know, the way the Cardinals went down, the 49ers, a sexy pick. 
But Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. But I, mean, I, I don't understand how the Colts didn't win. That honestly, I think I might have changed my mind on them more than any other team today. How do you not win that game? It it was baffling. I mean, and so oh, just a bloodbath of a survivor pool day. By the way, well, Colts. I learned that that's not a loss in a survivor league. A tie. Yes, it is. Really, it is in the real ones. Oh, okay. Well, I must know some Fakakta Fugazi ones that say ties are just. It is you, like in the, in the circle one. You like technically in, in the, didn't lose. No, 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 no. In the in the in the in the in like the big Vegas pools, like in the circa survivor, they got to win with the six million guarantee. Yeah, you got You got to win. It's okay. uh, yeah, it's absolutely a loss. Um, so like <laughs> five hundred seventeen yards of offense. I went back and I was like, I was trying to figure it out. Alec Pierce, their second round pick dropped a easy touchdown. Matt Ryan fumbled a perfect snap. I saw they that. Missed, they missed the field goal, and he threw a pick. Houston only had 299 yards of offense. They had nine and a half minutes less of time of possession, only had one fumbled loss, so they won the turnover battle. It makes no sense how it happened, but just – four or five huge back-breaking mistakes at the worst possible moment for for Indy. I mean, I think the saving grace for them is the division, right? Like, we'll talk about, you know, Jacksonville as we go here, but, like, yeah. the re- I, I think the reason I'm not going to change my tune completely on them is because you have over 500 yards of offense. Maybe that's just a fluky game. Matt Ryan's not going to fumble snaps, and Alec Pierce isn't going to drop uncontested touchdowns. You know, I I, th- I think it was more fluky than awful, and they were just kind of a slow starting. Well, team. yeah, I mean, the analytics people would tell you that. I mean, they've got, I mean, you have you get three fifty two from Ryan, one hundred and sixty one from Taylor, and one hundred and twenty one from Pittman. You're not supposed to tie the game. You're supposed to win by three touchdowns. Correct against the Correct. Texans. So yeah, um, I'm not I'm not overreacting. But, to it, but it I also think off. they got a they got a huge break because. You know, Lovey decided that he wanted to give the ball to Rex Burkhead more than Damian Pierce today. Which, if I'm on the air in Houston Monday, that's the biggest. In, in addition to blowing a two touchdown lead, I'm like, we have this guy who looked like an absolute beast in the preseason, and we've got some old bald guy that we're giving the ball to 14 <laughs> times the second half. I mean, what is that? I have no idea. I, I have no explanation whatsoever. Uh, this game, this week one was so damn good, okay, that we're now on our eighth game on yep. this pod. And we got to the game on the preview pod for week one that I said was my favorite game. Chargers Raiders, AFC West, most hyped division that we've seen in a long time. A matchup there. Chargers get their revenge for week 17 from last year when the Raiders eliminated them from the playoffs. They covered the three and a half. But what takeaways did you have from a division that's just going to be a blood? I got two big ones. I think for their next game, again, it's a short week against the Chiefs. The fact that, yeah, the fact that Keenan Allen left in the first half and didn't come back, I think that has huge ramifications, especially given the way Kansas City's offense looked. So that's kind of one of those Pyrrhic victories where it's like, yeah, we won, but we might have lost a guy we need for this game with a short turnaround. And then I thought that 
when we talked on uh, when we talked on Thursday about this game, I said I feel like it might resemble the Rams Bills game because I just don't think the Raiders can protect Carr against Mac and Bosa. And sure enough, they had six sacks. Mac had three in his debut, and Carr threw three interceptions. And that's what the Raiders are going to have to figure out. They're going to have to coach around just like the Bengals did last year. They're going to have to scheme around their offensive line, Danny. That's why you pay Josh McDaniels the big bucks. That's why you traded for Adams. You can't have a perfect team unless you're the Chargers in the salary cap era. So they got to scheme around that because their offensive line is not good. It's bad. Yeah, so that was one of my big ones as well. Khalil Mack was just an absolute monster. Like, imagine the Chargers with another all-pro corner with J.C. Jackson. Right. And Adams went for 141, so he was missed in that regard. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if they – because the Chargers just always seems like they're cursed. This J.C. Jackson before the game, Keenan Allen during the game, missed another kick, almost lost the backdoor <laughs> uh, cover, almost blew the game. Raiders had the ball late. You know what I mean? Like, they, yep. they easily could have lost with everything seemingly – going for him. And then another Raiders thing, man, and this is maybe more of just like a fantasy or a prop betting observation. Hunter Renfro, he's going to take a step back. Yep. Car, car, car goes to his number one guy all the time. 17 targets. Yep. I can't blame him for that, though. Well, no, of course. I mean, Adams is a top three receiver in football, but like you, you would think like, oh, maybe it's going to take a little bit of time for them to gel. He targeted him 17 times. Hunter Renfro had six. Like, that's that's just like – that's something statistically, I, I think, to file away for that game. And obviously, in a division that's going to be so hotly contested, you can't make all of those mistakes with the three picks and, and expect to win uh, a division game. So here's another division game in the AFC, certainly not as aesthetically pleasing. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins. Mike McDaniel gets his first win as a head coach against Bill Belichick. That has to feel pretty good. But holy cow, New England's offense was ugly. I want to start with them. How ugly could this get? Like, what what do you what do you envision as a floor or a worst case scenario for the Patriots this year? Four or five wins. Yeah, four or five that wins. Offense was bad, man. Yep, it was. You know, worst fears realized because of the Patricia's going to call the plays, Belichick's going to have heavy influence, who's really in charge. You know, the whole mystery of the way New England does things, which they got away with with Brady when they were winning. Well, that's that's Belichick. Everything is a secret. He doesn't share anything. You know, the media thinks, the outside world thinks it's worse than it really is. Uh, no, they they don't have they don't have playmakers. They don't have skill guys that scare anybody. They have very few players on the defensive side of the ball that you would say are freaks or game plan wreckers. Uh, They used to get around that with elite quarterback play and expert coaching. And Jones is not that. He did not play well before he suffered that back injury. And I don't know what the hell Belichick's doing with his coaching staff. So I I think what we saw today could actually be a harbinger of hard times for the Patriots. They always suck in Miami. He's now 9-14 and 14 there as a Patriots coach outright in Miami, Danny. And they've had a lot of bad teams there during those years. They're 6-8 and eight in their last 14 division games. 6-8. and eight. And they've lost four in a row to Miami. 
Yeah, and four of those six wins are against the Jets. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, obviously, like you're talking about the record with Miami, and then the Bills have gotten good, but like the, the it's they are the, the Patriots are not scary in any way right now. I I assume that they will have some fairly well-coached defensive games that'll muck it up. Maybe they're a team to just watch for unders. Like if they have, if they face a good offense, maybe they'll under uh, have them below like their season averages, but the Patriots offense is going to get shut out multiple times this year. They are a tough watch. One Miami point. Tyreek Hill looked like he was still vintage, 12 targets, eight catches, turned an interception into a long catch, ripped the ball away from a defensive back. That was a big play. And then Jalen Waddell, yards after the catch. I mean, I Tua just lacks the explosive arm talent. But I wonder, man, how 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 far down the list are they already for best wide receiver duo in the NFL? Like you'd put Chase and Higgins over them. You'd probably put Jefferson and Thielen just because of how good Jefferson is. I wouldn't. You wouldn't, right? Like. Is it the second best wide receiver duo in the NFL? I put I put Jalen Waddle's awesome. I mean, you've got Evans, Godwin, Allen, Williams. Um, they're better than Allen Williams, I think. I would agree. Yeah, I think I I, I think there's a case Renfro. Adam, yeah, I think you could make the argument that they're the second best. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just crazy because it's their first game together. That's why I picked them to win the division. I've got Miami one and I've got Buffalo two. I think there's a very I think there's a very firm line between the pretenders and contenders and that the two at the top and two at the bottom. Yeah, I can't I can't get there with you. Uh over Buffalo. Buffalo looked pretty complete. Um 